Welcome to the Still Study Podcast, episode number 48 here on this Sunday, May 29th, 2022. This may be the first ever Sunday episode I've ever done of the SSP, and I'm super grateful that you're joining me here today. A lot of people have plans for Memorial Day celebrations a day early. Wherever you may find yourself today, I am wishing you an amazing weekend, hoping that you're getting a chance to relax, rest up, enjoy your family and friends. And oh yeah, you're spending some time here with me today. Your grateful host, Jeremy Ritz, just saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Sill Study. It truly does mean the world to me. Today, I'm going to recap the week that was in Steelers news. And I really want to spend some time looking at the undrafted rookie free agents. They are, every year, it's always been something that's been special to me, something that I have a lot of fun with. I love looking at these players' profiles. And really, as I was going through the process of investigating these players, I came up with this thing that, you know what, there's two draft classes every year. One is the traditional draft and then the other is the class of undrafted rookie free agents and so I'm going to talk a lot about that today and then just talk about what the state of the team is now as we're here finished up the first part of OTA's second round coming up and then mandatory minicamp so all that and more in today's still study podcast as I said It all begins with gratitude. I am tremendously grateful for all of you for supporting the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com, and you can also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag, in which I do just that. I get your question, comment, feedback on the show. You drive the content. You make it happen. So let's connect. And also, please be reminded of the podcast that Jim Wexel and I do over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim and I just wrapped up an episode yesterday, Saturday. It was a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Jim talks about his perspectives of the Steelers from OTA practices. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Jim truly is the Steelers insider, having covered the team since 1995. He's super knowledgeable and insightful. You want to check it out. It is linked in the show notes. And then you know by now that the Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and you will get an updated feed every day because I record every day. New podcasts, new study sessions, they're all there for you. And I'm asking for your help to leave me a review and a rating that helps me grow the show. There is a link in the show notes for that. So if you can help me with that, that would be tremendous. So recapping the news this week, we knew that there was going to be a hiring of a new general manager in Pittsburgh. We knew that Kevin Colbert was going to finish out the draft and that someone would be named. There was a lot of speculation that the new GM would be Brandon Hunt, but it's actually someone who had been rumored all along to be the guy, 
is now the guy. So Omar Khan was named as the new general manager. He is known for his salary cap prowess and his ability to manipulate it to work in the advantage of the Steelers. There are some concerns about his ability to evaluate personnel, but the Steelers also added a new assistant general manager, Andy Weedle. I was mispronouncing the name. Wex corrected me yesterday, but he comes from Philly. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, According to Tom Donahoe, he apparently is one of the best evaluators he's ever been around. And so Khan and Weedle will be working in tandem to help carry on the legacy that Kevin Colbert established and put into place. And then Sheldon White was also hired. He was with the Detroit Lions and he'll be working with personnel in some fashion. I'm not sure exactly what his official title will be. And then Brandon Hunt, again, who was widely speculated to be the next general manager, has taken a job in Philadelphia with the scouting department. So I'm sure the organization feels some sense of relief that that has been wrapped up. They can now move forward and really embed themselves in the process of developing this team for 2022 and beyond. As I mentioned, OTAs are underway. We finished up the first session of OTAs. I pointed out earlier this week that Stefan Tuitt was not in attendance, though his teammates said that they fully expect him to be in training camp and to play the season. And another player who was not present was wide receiver Deontay Johnson. And if you follow Mark Cabali on The Athletic, he reported that Johnson is unhappy with his contract status and that he's trying to send a message through his absence at OTAs. Now, whether or not there is truth to this report, it's worth paying attention to. And wide receivers have been commanding top dollar. I doubt that the Steelers are going to break the bank for Johnson. They're going to make some offer, but you have to wonder if this could be a contract situation that gets ugly. And you have to ask the question too. Now, sure, Johnson has been very productive. He had his best season last year with the Steelers. But is he truly worth top dollar at that position with all the warts that he has? And even though he cut down drastically on the number of drops that he had, they were still there and it was still an issue at times. So this will be interesting to monitor to see how it plays out. Is he worth the money? Do the Steelers think that he's worth the money? Will this be an issue? Will they get it resolved? It's something to watch as we move forward this offseason and closer to training camp. And then I've got to talk about this. Uh, and this is a crazy that this is a story all its own. And maybe I'm giving it some breath by talking about it here. But the physicality and the physical shape of Najee Harris was something that was widely discussed following OTAs, specifically the sides of his quads. He was referred to as Quadzilla. And if you remember last season, his leg size was talked about and his the strength in his lower body. But word is, and if you've seen any pictures of him from OTAs or in some of the running back drills from OTAs, the dude looks massive, not in a bad way, but he looks thicker. Zach Gentry, tight end, said that he looks like an action figure and that bears out in the photos. And to reference Kabali again, he said that Harris's legs are bigger than Derrick Henry's of the Tennessee Titans. Now, I'm not making the stretch to compare 
Najee Harris yet to Derrick Henry. But if Najee's increase in size is attributed to his work ethic, we know he has a phenomenal work ethic. They have to kick him out of the building every day. As I said at the conclusion of last season, I feel he's primed for a big year. Sounds like he definitely has got his body into shape to handle the rigors of 20 to 30 carries per game. And I can't wait to see how this translates and carries over into the preseason games and into the regular season. I think Harris is primed for a big year. And hearing about this and his physicality and his increase in size is definitely exciting for Steelers fans, including myself. Can't wait to see him out there on the field. And so I wanted to spend some time today just talking about the undrafted rookie free agents. I wrapped up my analysis of all of those players on the study sessions this week. And just kind of wanted to do my 30,000-foot view of these players, what I noticed, the trends. And just going to run through the list here. You know, if we look at offensive linemen, the Steelers signed three during undrafted rookie free agency. Jake Dixon, offensive tackle out of Duquesne. Jordan Tucker, offensive tackle out of North Carolina, and Chris Owens, guard slash center out of Alabama. You have two running backs, Mateo Durant out of Duke and Jalen Warren out of Oklahoma State. One, excuse me, two defensive linemen, Donovan Jeter and Trevon Martin. Then you had two outside backers, Tyree Johnson, T.D. Moultrie, Two cornerbacks, Chris Steele and Carlins Platel. You have one kicker, Nick Saiba, and one wide receiver in Tyler Sneed. So, as I mentioned at the opening of the podcast, for whatever reason as I was processing, I'm, I'm starting to look at the undrafted rookie free agents as their second draft class. Back in the day, the NFL draft used to be several rounds beyond the seven rounds that it is today. And I'm not, I don't have it in front of me. And sure, I could Google it right now, but I'm not going to. But it was into the teens, I believe. And really, the signing of undrafted rookie free agents is really an extension of the draft. And there are players found through undrafted rookie free agency that do make contributions to the team that do end up becoming solid starters. And some of them even go on to have illustrious careers. Think of James Harrison. He was undrafted. There's a lot of guys that fit that profile. Now, that's not to say that every player that you sign is going to blossom and grow into that type of player. But that hope, that optimism, that excitement is always there. And that's where the importance of your scouting department comes into play because if you're able to find a gem through undrafted rookie free agency, then you've really pushed and excelled your franchise into success by literally giving up nothing. You're not even using a draft pick for these players. But what can we glean from the players that they've signed here? So again, just looking at the positions, so you have three offensive linemen who were signed, so two two offensive tackles, the local kid, Jake Dixon, longer guy, shorter arms. Jordan Tucker is just massive. And then you have one guard slash center out of Alabama, 
And the offensive line is the one position where they sign the most free agents. So that almost speaks to the need that they have at the position, that they know that they have to grow in that area. They have to bring up their depth. And you have to wonder what is the potential of any of these players to possibly make it onto the team. Probably the 53-man roster is a long shot, but the practice squad is feasible for any of these three players. And if you think of guys like Matt Filer, who went the undrafted rookie free agency route to eventually becoming a starter, and then Filer went on to sign a contract, I believe, with the Chargers, it can be done. There is precedent for it. So two big guys at tackle, they're going to be developmental. And then you have another interior offensive lineman out of Alabama. Again, you have J.C. Haasenauer, who's returning at center. You have to wonder if Owens, being that he has some versatility at both guard and center, if he could push Haasenauer for a roster spot. Two running backs, Mateo Durant out of Duke and Jalen Warren out of Oklahoma State. We'll have to see what, what these players can contribute. Mateo Durant has... Some speed and explosiveness. He's a one-cut runner. So if he can find a seam, he could make a big run. And Jalen Warren offers a a little bit of that explosiveness, but he's more physical. He can carry uh, tacklers. Durant's a bit more slight a frame than Warren is. Warren's not that big, but he's thicker. He's compact. He's been described as a bowling ball. There could be a real opportunity at running back. Being that Benny Snell is what he is, he's average. And if you look at Anthony McFarlane, he still hasn't done anything. This is a big year for him to show that he can contribute or he could be cut along the way. So those are two players to watch. I'm really intrigued by both of them, but more so Warren because of the physicality that he has. And he can also utilize his burst to get a big gain. Really curious to see what they can offer. And then you have the two defensive linemen, Donovan Jeter, defensive lineman out of Michigan, and Trevon Martin out of Arizona State. The defensive line room is very crowded at this point. And if anything, these guys would be competing for a spot on the practice squad if the team sees true potential in either of them. We'll have to see, but that is going to be quite the challenge because there is a lot of depth. I'm not saying that it's great depth at those positions. Two outside linebackers, Tyree Johnson, who really is a pass rush specialist. He can get after the quarterback, but leaves a lot to be desired in terms of stopping the run. TD Moultrie is more of a compact frame pass rusher who does have some power probably a little bit better in the running game. The Steelers really need to look at bolstering their outside linebacker depth. I'm not sure that either of these gentlemen have a shot at the 53-man roster. It's more so practice squad. And the most likely scenario here, they're going to go after an outside backer in free agency to complement Derek Tuska. Because if there's an injury to TJ Watt, that could be bad news. And we can count on the development of Alex Highsmith, but you do need to have another guy in there. They're not done yet at that position. Very similar to last year and what they did with the signing of Melvin Ingram. 
we'll have to see which direction they go. And that's probably not going to happen until later this summer, probably July, early July. Two cornerbacks. Again, we know how dreadful this team is in drafting quarterbacks. They signed two undrafted rookie free agents. They signed a player named Bryce Watts out of UMass, but who he got injured. He was cut and then waived. But they also signed Chris Steele, cornerback out of USC. And then they brought in a gentleman by the name of Carlins Platel, who played at Division II Assumption College before going to South Carolina, where he spent a year. The Steelers gave him a tryout. He made the team. And if you listen to the podcast with Wexel from yesterday, you heard uh, him say that they've been looking at him in that slot corner position. Uh, not a very fast guy, a physical guy. They're seeing if he has potential in the slot. And if he does, maybe he could be a surprise in terms of making the practice squad. Um, again, making the 53, that is going to be difficult. And then you have Nick Saiba, kicker, Wake Forest, second most accurate kicker in college football history. You know, he's a camp, camp leg, probably. Could he make it on a practice squad? Yes, if he shows that he could be reliable and consistent, because God forbid that there is an injury to Boswell. You could have somebody that you're familiar with. You don't have to search the waiver wire. So maybe he provides some comfort and confidence and having him around on the practice squad. And then the last player, wide receiver Tyler Sneed. 5'7", 174. What the dude doesn't have in size, he makes up with heart and just all-around effort. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. And the dude threw for three touchdowns. And he returned two kickoffs for touchdowns. So when you talk about versatility, he has it. He's going to be a camp favorite. I could just see it. Uh, almost reminds me of Matt Sexton last year out of Eastern Michigan. And he'll be a player that I'm sure Steelers Nation will be rooting for. The East Carolina Pirates fans were uh, big time fans of this player. Just go Google and read about him and you'll see how much love is out there for Tyler Sneed. So when I look at this undrafted rookie free agent class, a couple things stand out to me. A lot of these players are versatile. You look at the offensive linemen. They can play up and down the O-line, which the Steelers like. You look at a guy like Tyler Sneed. He provides value not just in the receiving game, but in the return game. And the same goes for Chris Steele, the cornerback. He can offer some benefits to you in the return game as well. You'll also see that a lot of these players are high character, high motor, never quit on plays type players. And that's important. And sometimes that could push these guys over the edge to making a name for themselves and getting them sticking around past the early cutdowns. And then what you also see, some of these guys, especially some of these offensive linemen, are just size guys. It's very difficult to find some of these massive tackles, but both Dixon, he's Dixon's got the height. He doesn't have the weight, but Tucker has both. And so what you're trying to see with those size players is, is there enough that you could develop them and turn them into quality offensive linemen? So, so there's your undrafted rookie free agent class. And I'll be rooting for these guys to make the team. Check out the written profiles. They are available on the site. 
And as I've been mentioning, the next step in this process for me is to do the depth chart analysis from quarterback to cornerback to kicker, punter. I'll be doing all of that, and that will be followed up by my first 53-man roster projection for the year. And that's going to be a lot of fun. That will probably be coming at the end of June. And so in terms of the state of the team, again, it's a team in flux. It's a, it's a lot of new pieces, a lot, lot of new faces, and we don't know what this team is yet. But I can tell you that there is a lot of optimism. There's a lot of excitement because of those reasons. We just don't know what this team is, who this team is. But we're going to find out. And before you know it, we're going to blink. It's going to be training camp and life will be good. And studyings, that's going to be it. That's going to wrap up episode number 48 of the Still Study Podcast. I am tremendously grateful that you spent some time with me this Sunday. Please, please, please drop me a line. You could do that by commenting on the articles, email thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Don't forget that the Still Study Podcast and the study sessions are now available on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe leave a review and a rating. It would help me out tremendously. Don't forget to check out the new podcast with Wex. It's linked in the show notes. And I hope you have an amazing weekend. Take the time to relax, rest, enjoy your family and friends. And I will be back next week with another full slate of study sessions and another still study podcast. And until then, have an amazing day. Enjoy your life. Do something positive for yourself and someone else. And I'll see you next weekend for episode number 49 of the Still Study Podcast. Peace, everyone.